Hey, this is Kat. This is Charlene. And you're listening to Unlearn. What's up, everyone? Uh, that you can't respond, so never mind. But, uh, but what it? if they could? That would be so cool. I do want to hear about your days. You you can like tweet us or email us. Just tell us about your day. That'd be really nice. <laughs> so, Charlene, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Charlene. I'm a 35-year-old interaction designer. I work at a financial research firm. Um, I have a cat and a dog. They are very gassy. <laughs> um, but they're very nice. I think, you know, I don't know if I can top that. I, that, that, I feel so like that's I, a good detail. That's a good... <laughs> so, like... Like, you, you can blame the dog, because it probably is the dog mm-hmm. and the cat teaming up I with their guests. I was clipping her, to- her nails last night, and she didn't like it, so she just, like, let one out in my <laughs> face. It was horrible. <laughs> she will, you will respect me. Um, yeah, dogs, they're adorable, but sometimes they fart in your face. I'm telling you, I think farting could be the new activism. Right. <laughs> If you're in an elevator full of people who you know are problematic, you right? Just fart and you don't care. Yeah, just like walk out. It, yeah, it's like a nice scented middle finger. Exactly. <laughs> and if you can pull it off silently, even right? <laughs> so uh, we're gonna start this week with this weekend Netflix. Every I I feel like everyone watches Netflix, so. This applies to all of y'all. Um, so we just wanted to talk about a specific documentary. Like if you have been a fan of this show, y'all know how I feel about Miss Marsha P. I've like featured them before, like as one of my heroes. Um, I have even like visit. So, okay, this is like not, this is, I'm trying like to not sound braggy because it's not a brag whatsoever. But like in honor of that, I went to Stonewall and I took a, I like, I went to Stonewall and I was like, do you know how much history is here? It's like so much beautiful queer history. Like they, they like took down cops and started like star and it was just, just beautiful queer glory. Yeah, she knows how to handle a brick. Right. Oh, right. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and man, you got to. You got to in New York. Mm-hmm. Especially when it was like the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't even know how to throw a brick in any any of these major cities. Everywhere was trash in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Legit everywhere. <laughs> um. So can you tell me like a little bit more about um this new documentary? Yeah, sure. So uh, Netflix has decided to release a biopic about Marsha P. Johnson, which is cool. Um, It's being produced by David France. Um, You know, he's another well-connected, you know, cishet white dude in the world of filmmaking. And then you have Raina Gossett. I think that's how you pronounce her name. But she is a black trans woman who um, also did the film Happy Birthday, Marsha P. Johnson. So she... If you love Marsha P, she loves her yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is like she wins. <laughs> yeah, she is like the authority uh, as far as the history around Marsha P and trans rights and black queer 
history, especially. And, you know, she was trying to get the biopic off the ground. And, um, well, David France did work with her a little bit. And that's where it gets real weird. You know, he decided he wanted to own the project and he went out and decided to make it himself. Um, what was really rotten is that once her investors got wind of that, they decided to pull out because they didn't think she could compete with him. And that's fair, you know. Um, I don't know if an independent filmmaker who doubles as an activist and, you know, academic can compete with a well-connected filmmaker. Man, oh, the, the white patriarchy. It is strong. And they will take your ideas and run with it. This is, I, that, I am like, I'm not surprised because I live in this world and in this country, but fuck man, that's so sad. And I, and I like have been waiting to watch the documentary, but then I feel like I'm supporting him. But then like, but Marsha P. Johnson, like, oh, it's so tough. So I don't know what to do. PayPal her somebody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For real, I was like. Yeah, definitely. Do like we could look for her. happy birthday, Marsha P, and screen it somewhere. Oh, and send her proceeds. That would be nice. Dude, that's a super dope idea. Smart, so smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, if you guys want to see this screening, uh, it's unplanned, but we'll <laughs> let you know if we plan it. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely support artists who are out here um living their truths trying to tell the stories of the ones before them and not some white cis hetero filmmaker who's just like "Mm, trance is so trendy right now transparency on his fourth season and like the Kardashians are still a thing so Caitlyn is semi-relevant so we might as well huh (laughs) ugh Ugh. yeah fucking hollywood yeah i you know like i started doing you know how like people every year they're like oh i'm gonna read 50 books mm-hmm. i haven't read any books this year yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> you know but my friend got me into this is like you know just when you decide to do that make sure you're supporting women authors yes poc it's real easy to only read work by women poc and not you know the Jonathan Franzens and yeah. <laughs> John Greens and yeah. I am I okay so I will say I almost exclusively like 99% of my book purchases are either women or like people of color or queer people because like those are the only voices I actually want to listen to but I did recently buy The Shining no not The Shining wrong Stephen King book I recently Gerald's bought Game? no oh. oh no the one that just had like the stupid movie out it oh Dark Tower it it yeah (laughs) to be fair Um, i feel like someone's always making a movie yeah yeah that's so true but i'm just i that's like the last white author i think i've supported yeah i feel like he's he's a little different because it's like he's not part of the academic literary community Mm -hmm. you know like if you say you love to read and then follow up with stephen king you'll often be given a lot of scoffs and dirty looks, um, you know, because it's not like books are about storytelling. Right, right. 
<laughs> and entertainment. It's about your resume. <laughs> right. you know, books sound better if you went to the right college. Um, but yeah, you know, like I'm okay reading. Um, I don't, you know, I hate calling it trash reading or junk reading because <laughs> the thing is, I I don't think that one book is honestly better than the other. Maybe some have like more crafted visualism or. Um, imagery, but it's not the same thing as saying like, oh, Stephen King, he writes mass market books, terrible. But, um, you know, I think it, it's like, you know, it's hard to watch TV or movies that aren't 100, like there, there's going to be some elements that are problematic and sometimes you just got to let it go and feel okay. Like, I just want to be entertained a yeah. little bit. yeah. Yeah, in this sad, dark, depressing world, sometimes you just need to be entertained. Did you finish Take it? Breath. Um, so here's the thing: I haven't started it yet. I just purchased it. Okay, there's a so real creepy stuff. sex scene in the book. Huh? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they are like twelve year olds. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, no, no good. Um, but they did cut that out from the remake of the movie, and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, Stephen King? I mean, that is, it's hard. <laughs> I have like a 20 hour flight coming up this week, so <laughs> I have plenty of time to read. Long, <laughs> I won't have anything else to do. Um, so I guess I'm going to be reading some creepy, creepy children's sex scene. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess I won't be surprised now. Thank you for allowing me to prepare myself mentally yes. for this. <laughs> uh, so for today's main topic, we're going to talk about Halloween because it is that time of the year, the most spookiest time of the year. Um, also queer Christmas and also the time where uh, white people like to make fools of themselves. But that's neither here, or no, it is here, because we're going to talk about it today, it is here in there. Uh, but I kind of want to, like, start off with, like, let's get, let's go back in the day, back when, like, our Halloweens were just pure because we were being our true selves, like, who we really wanted to be, and dress up, like, it, like aspirational, we dress up to be, like, I mean, I guess I kind of still do, but I'm a zombie far too often, mm. and I'm like, wouldn't I be mad if I was a zombie? No, I wouldn't be that mad. I it seems kind of fun. I would be dead, but I would be undead. Mm -hmm. And you get to wear goopy things <laughs> and get them on other people. Yeah. The other day, my friend was doing a uh, performance thing, and she wanted uh, some kind of mechanism that would let her like have blood pouring out of her head after doing a little dance. <laughs> So I made blood squibs for her. And uh, yeah, it's nice to throw fake blood at people. <laughs> Moral of the story. Uh, but like for Halloween, I I don't know. I, I was like, I still do this where I don't really choose anything for till last minute. And we, I've never like been in a family where we go and buy costumes and it's like, a thing it's like no you're gonna put on whatever we have around this house you're gonna like 
borrow this lab coat and look, you're a doctor. Good for you. Like that's that was like mm-hmm. me growing up or like wrap a bunch of curtains around me and I am a child wrapped in curtains. Like. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot of hobos and yeah. pirates because those are things you can just – It hobo is your dad's closet. Right. Pirate is your mom's closet, including the hats and blouses. Right. You know, like – the um, women's business attire is great pirate costume for a child <laughs> yeah that that was like definitely me but how was your <laughs> childhood <laughs> well as a as a child i loved gi joe's there was an 80s cartoon called mask uh <laughs> the centurions he-man so all my costumes up until i was five was uh, plastic suits with printed uniforms on them. <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah, so if you were He-Man, you were wearing, like, this white garbage baggy kind of <laughs> suit, like a hazmat suit, mm-hmm. and then it was just, like, his chest printed across it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, like, my favorite thing in the world. Oh, that sounds pretty adorable. That sounds very cute. I'm into that. Um and so, like, how have you, how have your Halloween um, costumes transformed over the years? Mm, I feel like there was a good time when I thought I was too cool for Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, like my teen years, and I was more or less costumey and more baklava or baklava, whatever. <laughs> I was like, you know, that delicious pastry. <laughs> yes, I, was, I was throwing pastry. <laughs> No, I was wearing, you know, ski masks mm-hmm. and throwing eggs mm-hmm. at people, yeah. Yeah. especially younger children, because that is what a, a terrible team does. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, art school happened, and it was just like, we are going to do the queerest of the Halloween parties. We are going to go all out and dress to the nines and just like party like it's our day. And because it is. is. Yep. And that is when it got cool. And I got to do, you know, not just like, uh, I feel like there's a special place in Halloween costuming for things that are clever. Mm -hmm. You know, not things that are necessarily the most ornate or detailed or expensive, but clever, right? Uh, And my favorite costume in college was a banana suit (laughs) because I am Asian. And that was a nice racial comment on all these people I went to school with at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago Mm -hmm. who kept saying, oh, you're not really that Asian. Eye roll. Yes. So I wore a banana costume. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice big fuck you. (laughs) But see, like, while the, the white kids didn't get it, Oh my God, every single POC kid got it. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that nice. <laughs> how, how are yeah. your costumes today? Still. <sighs> okay. I have like always gone closer to the ridiculous as opposed to the sexy. Like, I, I, like, I get it. I, I love short skirts as much as like the next femme. I love, like, you know, I, I love showing my boobs. I, I will just. It feels good to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm like doing some kind of shoulder thing that y'all can't see, 
But if you could imagine it, this this would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see it. It's great. Right. <laughs> Thumbs up. So when it came to Halloween, I was like, that's not the time to be sexy. It's the time to be ridiculous. Um, so like one Halloween costume in college, I went as the morning after. So like my nice. hair was like messed up. My makeup was smeared. I was carrying a pair of heels. I was wearing like a guy's shirt. Stride of pride, not yes. Of shame. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless the person you slept with, I I've had I've had, um, you said stride of pride. I've had many strides of pride. Mm. Very, very many walks of shame. <laughs> I'm just like mm, alcohol. You are the worst. Why do? Mm, why am I the way I am? Yeah, yeah. the regrettables. <laughs> yeah. the regrettables and the unforgettables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I would always just kind of like. I think one year after undergrad, I did the sexy pirate thing because I found a really cheap costume at um, Buffalo Exchange. I was like, meh, I don't feel creative this year. Uh, I've never felt so plain and average. Um, I like when I have to explain my costume. So after that, I was, I, I go, it's like a zombie far too often. But last year I was, um, (laughs) I was Ken Bone. And for those who don't remember Ken Bone, uh, the, he was at the town hall of the, during the presidential election where, um, Trump was being a stalker and creep, like following Hillary, Hillary around the stage. And he had like a red sweater and a mustache. Adorable glasses. And adorable. Like he was, he was the rage and was just topical enough to pull off. So I like wore this like giant red sweater and glasses and a mustache and, and like leggings. And did I look ridiculous? Of course. I was dressed as Kim Bone. And people are like, who are you? I'm like, dude, I am Ken Bone. Like, is that not obvious? Um, but it felt right. It felt right. And if I'm if I'm also feeling kind of lazy, I'll just do like Rosie the Riveter. That's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. I like typically like things where I'm fully covered because it is cold in Chicago on Halloween. It is. And, you know, like as a person who endures cold very well, like I love I will wear shorts until it's 50. <laughs> I am just wearing a hoodie between 50 and 20. Whoa. I know. There was a, I, I take my dog to the dog beach, and there's a woman I see regularly there in the winter because no one takes their dog to the beach on the yeah. unless they're, you know, really <laughs> into it. Yeah. Um, she's offered me her jacket, her hat, her gloves because she's worried about me and my hoodie. Oh, It's very cute. That's so sweet mm-hmm. and neighborly. That's it. Is. Winter dog people are nice people because yes. it's like, I mean, they're willing to take their dog to a frozen lake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, so I usually go to queer Halloween parties because like most of my friends are queer. But they've never, like, I don't know if I've ever been to, like, this true rager. I, the one thing I do like, though, about, like, queer Halloween parties is that there's a lot of, like, 
Rocky Horror mm. there. Yeah. And frankly, seeing Skies and Bustiers, I'm like, or they're not like, Bustiers are just the bra, right? Yeah. Corsets. Corsets, yes. And fishnets. I'm, it's so it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's so brilliant. That's I find that to be pretty pretty enjoyable, and that's like the only that's my only favorite part of the, of the like queer parties that I end up going to. But, um, but yeah, I feel like people are way more comfortable blurring the gender lines. Oh and yes, like the whole mask thumb thing. You know, people who are much more like I feel like I'm pretty traditionally masked. Um, and, you know, like, I feel like people, other people who are more comfortably on one side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. even they will bend a little bit for Halloween. And I, I, you know, I'm hesitant to say bend because bending implies that they're just dipping their toes, whereas I think they're, it's more enjoyably experimenting mm-hmm. in, a, in a safe environment, mm-hmm. feeling comfortable around your friends. Everyone else is doing it and celebrating it. Yes. You know, and that's yeah. the cool part. Mm, yeah. You can, yeah, I, cause, well, so there's just so much room for, um, like, Swiss, the Swiss, ugh, cis and like gender queer women to like push boundaries on gender and like be more masculine. And that's just like more, typically more accept, accepted. Um, and so, with that, like, it's not unusual on Halloween when I dress like a guy or anyone. Um, and I do like the freedom. Like, I love seeing guys in, like, long Nicki Minaj wig- wigs and, like, or just dressed up as, like, pop stars. Um, <laughs> or uh, do you watch Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. I just want to see, like, um, Titus, like, just a guy dressed up, like, Titus doing lemonade in the mm. yellow dress. Oh, that would be good. That'd be magical. I I mean, like, there's definitely so much more room to express yourself and to like go as like go as you please without it being like. What am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's fine. But I mean, if y'all have been following this conversation so far, perhaps you know what I'm saying. So anyway. <laughs> But yeah, no, I really, really love, love that it's the playfulness, especially as an adult. Like, I feel that we so rarely are able to just be like playful and joyous and um, yeah. And then, but then there are those hella problematic people who are just like, I'm I'm dressed like Kanye, so let me add blackface. Like, yeah, I'm going to guess that when you dressed as Ken Bone, you did not smear white shoe polish over your body. I did not. Wow. I did not. Amazing. Imagine Imagine being a person without putting paint on yourself, being a person of a different race. It's almost like you think Ken Bone is identified by his personality, very human nature, as opposed to just his skin Exactly. (laughs) I got you all figured wrong. And it's just like, I don't want to stop you from being Beyonce or Riri or Nikki or Cardi. I'm clearly obsessed with black women because those are just all of my examples. I'm into yeah. white people, like, I don't know, actually acknowledging, acknowledging. black women. That seems yeah. kind of cool. 
Um, I just, you know, it, it turns out Beyonce and all those people you just named mm-hmm. are more than just being black. Right. They might be talented. <laughs> they might have a profession. Yes. Yeah. They are talented musicians and they are, in the case of Rihanna, a very successful oh. businesswoman. Well, Beyonce's also a successful businesswoman. But um, I'm obviously obsessed with Fenty. We're not going to go into that because I will not stop talking about it. <laughs> anyway. Um, but can we? No, we won't. We won't. I have to like resist because I was at Sephora this weekend and I did buy some Fenty and I want to talk about it. But now is not the time or place. Maybe eventually somewhere down the line <laughs> in my life or I can just talk to my friends individually and make them put up with me and not the audience (laughs) (laughs) but like it's just people are gonna figure out who you are without dousing your face in bronzer like they'll they'll be like oh like you're Beyonce doing this like if I put on um cone shaped boobs and like a black leather jacket you're gonna know I'm Madonna I don't have to like paint my face porcelain like you have you'll figure it out I mean, I don't even need a blonde wig. Like, you'll oh, see the outfit. Yeah. Like, if you capture the iconic personalities of a celebrity, you really don't need to physically look like them. Right. It's, man. I am. So, this is like the first Halloween in a really long time that I'm not going to be around. And I'm not that mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> My patience is running thin, very thin, as a. Each day I get closer and closer to my 30th birthday. I'm just like, hmm, nope, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm a little sad that I'm missing Halloween. And I wanted to see, like, the parades. And I want to see guys in, like, wigs. Because, like, I have this, this like, deep love and appreciation for, like, femme men. And I just... They come out in full force. Yes. Yes. I like just deep, deep in my heart. They are. They, they are my loves, my sweet, sweet loves. Anyway. uh, So I'm sad to be missing that, but I am happy to like not have to make a white person cry because that happens most Halloween for me. I love making them cry. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's super satisfying. It's super satisfying, but I don't want to waste my time. It's like I'm trying to have fun, but sometimes, yeah, put someone in their place. Mm. Yeah. If only. I wish I can get like hydrated from white tears or like some kind of superpower. Maybe in another life, in another universe. Maybe in the darkest timeline. Plants with them. Have we? <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be a good use. <laughs> All right, let me. I'm going to start a jar collection of white tears. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going to be hurting a lot of feelings this week. That's cool, but <laughs> got to feed the plants. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. I'm happy. I'm like happy and sad that I won't be here. But I don't have to like be disappointed in humanity even more than I already am with 
this present day administration, if we want to call it that, or adult daycare center, which just seems more appropriate uh, in reference to the Trump White House. So I'm just, I'm going to give my emotions a break and like my not liking people who can't who pretend like google doesn't exist and pretend like they can't they don't know better and that they can't do better and how do you how who are your friends that let you leave the house this way shame on you shame on your friends for i see it's happening it's already starting i'm over it (laughs) there was one nonsense costume i saw that in another way, I could have been offended, but I was just so taken aback by the um, guy's obliviousness to it. So a guy dressed up as a hunter, he likes to hunt, and his girlfriend is dressed as a sexy stag. Right Now, I'm going to guess that this is the kind of dude who is very much um, into gay, he believes in gay panic. He never wants to be remotely associated with being gay um, just because his girlfriend in the cold weather is literally wearing a bikini with a set of antlers on her head. And uh, in this scenario, he's gay <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of um, into bestiality. <laughs> but, you know, anyone who understands deers or hunting right. can tell you that. A stag is a male deer. Right, right. And uh, probably it, not what you want a, a, a macho right. dude wants to say is the object of his sexual attraction. <laughs> but, you know, so many layers to unpack. So it's good. Uh, but oddly satisfying. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to get into our final topic, which is horror films. <laughs> uh, that's like kind of the best part that of Halloween. That was the Vincent Price laugh. Yeah. Thriller. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I still like I have a normally a giggle that's like a what I would call a soft dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's it's nice to really get guttural with the with my laughter, get a little spooky. Dolphins are kind of spooky. <laughs> really, I mean, uh, really, they're. Well, I mean, like, adorable. have you ever seen that episode of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror with the dolphins who take over the world? <gasps> no, but I will. Or Eco the Dolphin. That was a really good game for Sega Genesis. <laughs> I should get that. You know, the <laughs> yeah. dolphins are the ones who stop aliens from ending humanity. And that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are smarter than the president, so I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's just a low bar. Uh, right? It's a very <laughs> low, low bar. bar. Like, they had to dig a six-feet hole and put the bar under. That's how low the bar is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have you seen any good horror films lately? Or, like, Rewatched one, revisit classic. Well, um, so I'm actually hosting a screening with friends, and on the docket is uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is kind of a creepy science fiction thriller. Um, 
I don't know how to describe it without spoiling it. <laughs> uh, it comes at night, which is, you know, mm-hmm. your traditional, like, the end of the world. Oh, we have to depend on each other. Things go bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Turns out depending on people is a very scary topic for most people. Uh, and then Candyman, mm. which is what I would argue is the scariest horror film of the 90s. Yeah. Ooh. Set in Chicago. Oh. Have you seen it? I have. I was quite oh young. Gosh. I am still terrified. I cannot revisit it. Yeah. But I will. I'm I'm feeling brave. I'm feeling brave. I think I'm, I'm going to watch it again. I feel like if you think about it, in turn, like in relation to gentrification, Chicago mm-hmm. police brutality, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of uh, the impo- the impoverished ways people, you know, relate with neighborhoods. I mean, mm-hmm. we have this white feminist college student, you know, going into Cabrini Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, if it got a reboot, it would do so well right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, Cabrini Green is a target right now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Any filmmakers out there? Netflix? You want to steal this idea? Reboot Candyman? (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you have this one for free. JK, if you make any profit off of it, I'm coming for them dollars. Well, it wasn't even my idea. Okay, I I took your idea. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, especially for kids who grew up in a city, mm-hmm. like, the visceral violence is just like, oh my god, this could happen. Because, like, you know, like growing up in the city, you're not scared by right. spooky noises in a abandoned forest. That's not your city. Yeah, it's just like, what are you even doing in the forest, you fool? Get out well, of there! You do go to bathrooms though. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was right. one of the scariest scenes. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I've not seen it, but. Yeah, because most horror films, like, take place in the suburbs or take place in, like, the middle of the woods. And it's just like, eh, that'll never happen to me. Right. That's unrelatable. But then you put it in the middle of a city. Dunzo. <sighs> you got me. Yeah. You got me. Um, I The only, like, classics I've revisited are, like, my child, like, the childhood ones. Um Recently, I saw Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. uh, it, which is a messy. My partner um, has never seen it. Really? Yes. It's such a good, funny horror movie. Right. It's just like, it's like cute, it's funny. It's, his mom didn't let him watch scary things growing up. Other things I had to show him, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. And just like, these are childhood classics. Childhood. Uh, I'm just, you know, disappointed in his mother. And I'm JK, just kidding, Anne. Um, <laughs> uh, I was, but we have, like, together been watching um, a ton of shows about hauntings and how, like, people's haunt, like, just living in haunted houses with, like, ghosts and demons, like, true stories. Um, so, and we watch them right before bed so we don't sleep at night or have lots of nightmares. Perfect. Yeah, that's bad sleep hygiene. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But he's all like, oh, it's dark. It's time to get spooky. And then we have to <laughs> watch a ton of like paranormal survivor or kindred spirits or evil things. Um, hmm. it's, I find it quite enjoyable because I'm always just yelling at the screen. 
Yeah, people never do what they should not do. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, don't talk to that ghost like that. They're going to haunt you more. The activity's going to increase. Speak, you know, speaking of uh, good like horror shows to stream, there was one on Netflix called Haunted, and it was about dogs and cats and other pets who detected ghosts. Oh they were that's the ghost like, hunters. That that's like actually sometimes like my dog stares off into the distance, and then we so we start looking out to see maybe what she sees, and then there's nothing there. Obviously, and we're like, oh no, she sees a ghost. I know she does. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I live there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, it yeah. Could be. A specter. Oh, well, they're friendly and they don't bother us and doesn't and they don't knock stuff off, so they can stay. They can chill in our house as long as you get along with your resident ghost. Right, right. Everywhere is haunted, so um, I'm I'm and I have a theory that the entire East Coast is just full of ghosts. Probably. I mean, people have done some messed up stuff. Oh, yes. (laughs) For centuries. And then the South also. Like, Georgia, the whole state of Georgia, haunted. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Any any place where there are more than a dozen plantations, haunted. Yeah, anywhere I would say that uh, has been populated. Yeah. You know, like, anywhere that has ever had a human yeah, <laughs> live mean, and like, die there. I'm pretty sure the only place that isn't haunted is probably like Wyoming I, or the middle of Siberia. Yeah. Except, well, except they exiled a lot of prisoners there. So maybe mm, you like have to That find sounds it. super haunted yeah, then. That sounds haunted. Or <laughs> about the middle of Saskatchewan. Ooh. One of the tundras of Canada. Mm. You know? What it, so like but ice road truckers. How many ice road truckers have died, or people like where are those people with the sleds and the dogs? Like, oh, the Iditarod, yeah, yeah. There's probably dog hauntings too, for all I know. Everywhere, everywhere. Here's a fun fact in Saskatchewan, they don't call hoodies hoodies, they call them bunny hugs. Oh, it's a this is relevant to Halloween, though. Guess why they call them bunny hugs? Why? Furriers used to cover themselves in the furs of rabbits they killed in. Yeah. That was a big entrance tree. So they're literally covered in bloody bunny skins. And that's 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 a bunny hug. So that might be haunted with banicula. <laughs> Tying it back to childhood Halloween yeah. favorites. Oh, <laughs> well done. So smooth. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, that is going to wrap up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at unlearn underscore shy. You can write to us at unlearnpodcast at gmail.com. You can click like on Facebook at unlearned you can email us at unlearnpodcast at gmail.com thank you james t green for our graphics and music oh he's so good i love hugging him he's yes he's very warm and loving um he gets really good hugs he does he does uh okay (laughs) probably cut that part out or keep it 
Who cares? James would appreciate book. it. <laughs> James makes dope graphics and audio and gives great hugs. <laughs> Hire him today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and thank you so much to listening for the show. Thank you to Post Loudness. And uh, definitely check out other Post Loudness shows for the latest and women, queer, and POC voices. Have a great day and a spooky Halloween. Bye. Bye. Post loudness.